Hi, thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're talking about extreme horror films, and to top it all off, we're joined by Stephen Biro. Or Biro, or both apparently. The learn found- You'll learn that later. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, the founder of Unearthed Films. Uh, they're the distributor of all the messed up movies that other distributors won't touch. You know, the genre films that make people give you dirty looks if you watch them, like a Serbian film. And we are talking about a Serbian film today. Yeah, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about. Steven's going to spill his guts to us in an exclusive interview. We're talking about Category 3 films, the American guinea pig films, and more. It's getting bloody and nasty today, so hold on to your ass with both hands. Oh my god. All that and more. <laughs> all that and more today on High on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Again, give it up to our producer Josh Hensley for that amazing theme song you just heard. Give him a golf clap. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have talked about some uh, heavy films the last couple of weeks, but uh, this week, I guess, as uh, Paul Heyman says, we'll take it to the extreme. <laughs> that was probably the worst Paul Heyman like impersonation ever. I don't know. You kind of got the look going. You know? I, I was, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, at least I got hair. <laughs> uh, well, look, last week... Uh, yeah, last week was a kick in the taint. This week is a kick in the balls. I mean, I mean, I gotta imagine the pain level's got to be kind of close. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, we need to get high before we do all that. So that only means one thing. It's time for Strain Wreck, the segment of our show where we discuss which strain we're getting wrecked on in each episode. All right, John, you brought the goods again this week. What are we smoking? Yeah, I still got that black cherry punch, but uh, next week I'll have some new shit. To, I got, I'll, I'll save the names until next week. What happened to that Snickle Fritz jaw? <laughs> well, we smoked that earlier. Okay. <laughs> I still, I, yes, I still got the street weeds. The street weeds, sweet. All right, let's get that shit sparked up soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to bring something up to you, man. Um, actually, uh. So apparently Jeepers Creepers Reborn, uh, Reborn? The, <laughs> the fourth film in the franchise, which is essentially a sort of reboot, uh, type of thingy, requel, um, well, a reboot uh, type of thingy, <laughs> yeah. is that a technical term? Yeah, well, it's like, it's, it's, you know, kind of starting, I don't know what exactly what the full story is, they've been kind of secretive about it, the trailer, the teaser trailer is only like... 20 seconds long or some shit like that but uh it was set to come out this year and i've been waiting and waiting for a trailer because i'm like the, the trailer that i saw and the photos that we put on instagram of the creeper i'm not impressed with so i'm kind of like i because people were saying the screenings that it got people said it was good they were saying it was really scary it was better than the first one and i'm like i don't believe that based on what i saw that I might be that might be people <laughs> like trying to fluff up the movie you know what i mean like for the sake of like getting hype behind it but um anyway i've been impatiently waiting for a trailer because i'm always going to be eager to watch a new jeepers creepers film if it's good well anyway uh turns out that basically the film is being held up in court and that the the jury trial isn't scheduled to begin until january of 2024 
what how is right. it taking so long well that's if there isn't a settlement before then if the set if there's not a settlement in the lawsuit um then it's going to play out to completion and that would be they wouldn't begin until january of 2024 so and it was supposed to come out this year but here's a here's a quote from joeblow.com um Quote, the alleged breach of a right of first negotiation and last refusal for, for worldwide distribution rights to subsequent productions of the horror movie franchise Jeepers Creepers. Cross-defendant Myriad Pictures or uh, alleges in the complaint having a contractual right of first negotiation and last refusal for worldwide distribution rights to subsequent productions. Cross-defendant further alleges that defendant produced and filmed Jeepers Creepers 4 without cross-defendant's knowledge or involvement, or even cross-defendant had been working with defendants to develop the sequel throughout 2018 and 2019. Once the film was shot, defendants purported to extend to cross-defendant a right of, quote, last negotiation, which was illusory because defendants had already granted distribution rights to cross defendants comp- competitor screen media that was fucking crazy to read i kind of <laughs> i kind of got confused reading that lawyer lawyer jargon fuck it lawyer jargon <laughs> that was ridiculous but lot lawsuits this friday 13th yeah people were looking forward to this man people want their monies if you listeners are out there are looking forward to this movie, let us know what you think about the lawsuit. What, all right, let's have a, let's sort of post on Instagram. Let's sort of poll. Like whoever wins gets some high on horror t-shirts. What lawsuit gets settled first? <laughs> Friday the 13th or Jeepers Creepers? Jeepers Creepers, I feel like people just aren't going to give a fuck about. Victor Salva being a, you know, like, uh, Kitty I'm not as big of a Jeepers Creepers fan as other people, so like it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> oh man, the first one was brilliant. The second one was cheesy and the third well, one Well, I really enjoyed the first one. The, the other ones, I'm the third one was used toilet paper that's used that's not a good it was used man used anyway uh yeah uh now we we did have a death he doesn't have many horror roles but on uh may 26th ray ray Liotta passed yeah uh, man oh man it sucks i liked him he did a lot of good movies you know like uh Hog, hog wild or, <laughs> no no not hog wild that was a wcw pay-per-view what the fuck wild hogs hog wild, hog wild. you remember that wcw yes pay-per-view? i do i laughed immediately when you said that <laughs> but yeah he uh ray Liotta, man he uh he i guess horror wise he's kind of known for getting his brains eaten by hannibal right yeah that's probably what he'd be known for take a hit for him but uh yeah good fellows and all that i have to say non-horror related it's not horror but my favorite movie by ray liotta i know everybody's is, is good fellows but mine is narc with jason patrick dude that there's a scene in that movie towards the end of that movie that it was one of those profound moments of my movie watching life like growing up when i watched the movie and something about the movie actually stood out to me it's kind of like listening to a song for the first time when you're able to like kind of like distinguish all the instruments separately when you're listening to it i remember watching narc and towards the end of that movie when ray Liotta and jason patrick get into this like fight like it was like the most genuine real acting i'd ever seen i remember thinking like that's the first time i've ever watched a movie and thought god damn like that was so convincing so i'd have to give it to narc that movie's fucking brilliant and nobody knows about it it's like such an underground little gritty drug movie uh i hit my favorite yeah it's probably goodfellas but like right below it is field of dreams i still have never seen that i know it's my favorite baseball movie 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's on the, I think it's on like a lot of greatest films lists of all time. It's a Kevin Kevin Corkner film, right? Costner, Kevin Costner yeah. film. <laughs> that's a series. <laughs> I also a movie of his that I like. I mean, he's not the main actor in it, but uh, he's the main antagonist, I guess. Uh, is uh, Observe and Report. People fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I like that movie. Like even dude. Seth Ro- like Seth Rogen fans I know were like, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, I prefer that to Paul Blart. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul Fort. Yeah, I, I would agree. I hundred percent would agree. I wasn't a fan of Paul Blart. Kevin James, I Paul Paul Blart, but Observe and Report. I was I felt like the adult version of that. I feel like Kevin James's movies have been completely a miss for me. I. uh uh, he was funny in stand uh, in King of Queens, and some of his stand ups were funny. But kind of like Kevin Hart, I just feel like his movies don't capture who he is. I don't know; it doesn't. They don't get me. And of course, video game fans. He did Black Ops. He did. Yeah. But Tommy Frazetti, Frazetti, in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although apparently, like Rockstar, anytime they got any big names like him, I think Sam Jackson and other ones, they always ended up in a fight. Like, no shit yeah like so so that's why they stopped getting big name actors because it would always end up in a fight over money damn that's oh wow um well here's something else i wanted to bring up to you real quick uh i was actually gonna ask you have you heard about this show called from on epics no f-r-o-m so it's called from and uh, i kept seeing posts about it on facebook and you know i've been bullshitting at work a lot so i uh, i checked it out it's on that channel epics and uh it stars the dude that played damon pope the asshole in sons of anarchy the guy that you kind of love to hate uh harold perinu i think his name is but it's just like basically i'm only four episodes in but the vibe it's a very stephen king-esque show and it's like people are basically stuck in this town and it's like overruled by vampires and like every night they have to like lock their doors and bolt their windows or the vampires will like get in and when the vampires do get in they like rip these bodies apart it's not just like blood drinking so i was like gonna bring that up to you earlier before this was recorded i was gonna say dude you need to check this show out like it's it's good apparently i just i just looked it up just now uh it's already been renewed for a second season that, did you see i don't i didn't check any reviews to see if it got any good reviews on rotten tomatoes or anything but i didn't i'm just looking at the at the wikipedia page okay right now. yeah the fan uh the the it, it's getting good reviews and i kept seeing stephen king and then the first episode is very reminiscent of salem's lot there's a vampire floating outside the window um very kind of creepy though it's this little girl and she's like you know uh it's her grandmother outside the window and the little girl kind of gets talked into like opening the window and she opens the window and is like you're not my grandma and i was like ooh. so like the vampires like they're not even like the really the relatives or who they say they are they're just like lying to trick kids and stuff very nasty gnarly like old school scary vampires not i'm not gonna say twilight is old as shit on twilight but twilight <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to check it out i don't know I've, I've, I either really like vampire movies or I, or, and well, it's a show, but I either really <coughs> like, 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 like how it's done or I hate it. I feel like, yeah, but you're a big fan of Stakeland. I remember I love Stakeland. You brought that to me. You were like, dude, have you ever seen Stakeland? And I was like, I love Stakeland. And you were like, dude, I just bought that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah and you're not a vampire person. Like, you don't like Lost Boys. I like Lost Boys. Oh, you do like Lost yeah, Boys? Everybody oh. seems to think I don't. It's funny. <laughs> I guess because you don't show so much love for it as everybody else. It's not. I don't. 
It isn't even my 80s vampire movie. It's it's Fright Night? <coughs> well, it's right. Fright Night and the other like more serious vampire movie. I like Near Dark better. Near Dark's really good. Yeah, I like... But I'm a, but I'm a yeah. Bill Paxman fan. Bill, yeah. <laughs> Paxman. R.I.P. Dog. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's, there's, there's some definitely good vampire movies out there. But anyway, we're getting to that point of rambling. Yeah, it's about time to get into horror history. Horror history. Or no, I'm sorry. Horror his. <laughs> this week in horror history. All right. Uh, well, I think this week uh, it's, it's a decent mix. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with uh, Harry and the Hendersons from 1987. That was a movie. One of the first movies I ever remember seeing as a kid. And you watched that shit a lot, didn't you? I oh, fucking yeah, love dude. that movie, dude. Like legit, like that—that's one of those movies. Whenever somebody brings up Harry and the Hendersons, unless it's our parents, people our age are always like, "Yo, that movie!" You know what I mean? Um, that was a movie my mom liked a lot too. It was a wholesome movie. It was—it yeah. was—it was like Encino Man, but with a real caveman. You know, <laughs> or like a Bigfoot. I mean, not a real caveman. But um, Rick Baker said that this was his favorite character that he ever created. So that's pretty, that says something. You it know? has it's a really good design to it. It, it's, it flows. It's family friendly. It looks good. Uh, knowledge nug uh harry was played by kevin peter hall who played both predators and predator i one and did two. actually know that that's pretty fucking sick right which explains yeah. the height <laughs> motherfuckers be tall <laughs> motherfuckers be tall celebrating its 16th anniversary this year the save the last dance version of the omen <laughs> well listen here's the thing i remember uh uh my, i remember that televangelists we're going fucking crazy when this movie came out, dude. Because I remember Did they this not watching. Know there was one prior to it. No, the thing was, was they were raising hell, talking about <laughs> pray and Place you know you need to you need to pray and you need to you know do this and don't do that because this movie was released on June sixth of two thousand and six. Oh, so if yeah. you see a movie that's brilliantly marketed and supports the devil, you're going to hell and you're evil. Basically, I didn't really care for this version. I I, I liked the uh, the effects were good, but it just felt like an unnecessary remake. I don't hate it, but it's just it's kind of like it's kind of like the Scream Five, you know. And twentieth uh, anniversary for a movie we covered May. Yep, and uh, I think you'll agree with me when I say if you want to know anything about that movie, you're gonna have to listen to the episode. Cause yeah, it's pretty full of information. Yeah, so. Go listen to another episode. <laughs> uh, then up next, we have one you referenced. Was it last week? Yeah, I think so. Hellraiser Debtor from yeah. 2005. I just had to make sure that we brought that up. I have nothing to contribute about that movie. <laughs> I just, just wanted it mentioned. Just want you to know Hellraiser Debtor is out there. And the thing is, I, I'm Googling, is Debtor a word? And it's legit. You know, I'm not really getting any definitive answer. Uh, I look up, is Debtor a word? And it says dead. Uh, no longer alive. Uh, uh, it doesn't say anything about debtor, so I'm like, I I don't know. I don't even debtor know if it's really a word. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Hellraiser debtor. Don't recommend watching it if you. Uh, oh God, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we could really. Let's get to the point where we're shitting on the Hellraiser movies as much as you do Hot Rob Zombies Halloween. And we let's could not, bring that up. Let, let's not stray from the fact that we love Hellraiser one and two. But, yes. but uh, yeah, the rest of those sequels, man. Doug Bradley's awesome and all, but whew, you can't pay me to watch them. Anyway. Anyway, up next, the movie responsible for the PG-13 rating from 1984, Gremlins. 
man, I don't even know what we could say about this movie. That like, was it's it's funny because it's another one like Harry and the Hendersons that I watched with my family like, yep, growing up. Yep, and it was still like, and it is really violent when you think about it. It is violent. It's the really microwave funny. the blender. Or, the whole kitchen scene, yeah. dude. The whole mic, yeah. The mic, like you said, the microwave. The his mom was a badass. The fight at the end where fucking Stripe is using buzz saws and shit, yeah. you know, and like it's yeah, it's wild. Uh, no, I, I mean, there's nothing that you. There's, I don't really have a bad word to say about Gremlins. I will say that I just watched um, the history of horror season three episode about like sequels that don't suck. And everybody was really praising Gremlins too. And I, I love Gremlins too. Really, I was gonna say I gotta disagree. Like I don't dislike it, but they were talking it up as if it was better than the first one, and I was like, I know, definitely not for me. Also, I saw part two probably just as much as part one when I was a kid. So like, and there's some classic just, moments in it. There is, but it's just it's like it is. It's like somebody everybody's favorite moment in the original. I feel like has to be the hi ho. Yeah, and uh, uh, I feel like Gremlins Two is like somebody took like uh, Bane's venom and just infused it into Gremlins Two, and that's what you get. Like every Gremlin in that movie is like mutated; it's crazy looking. The Spider Gremlin, like yeah, that it's, it's and the good. Gremlins. If you think about it, in '84, they were the first ones to stop Hulkamania. <laughs> let me. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me ask you this: uh, what What do you think had the better spider seed? gremlins 2 or spookies <laughs> i mean i don't know i really like the design of both probably spookies though spookies is funner but yeah i mean gremlins are fucking awesome but yeah uh yeah i, just, I don't even know the answer to my own question you said spookies i guess i would say spookies too i don't know the spiders <laughs> i just think of the fucking the dude getting like deflated <laughs> like somebody just like i don't even you know Anyway, I'm I'm rambling. Yeah, I'm right. too high. And, and the last one we got here from 2013, the original, The Purge. Yeah, knowledge Nug, this movie takes place in 2022. So here nice. we go, peeps. We're here. I We're uh, here. I really like the original Purge. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you know. <laughs> we're not there yet in, re- in regards to the purge actually being real, but I mean we're getting there. We definitely got some weekend at Bernie's shit going on weekend in the White House. Bernie's. So, you know, there's definitely some shit going down. I'm not trying to get political. We don't get <laughs> political here, but just saying the purge is probably something that's probably good. Do you think the purge would happen? I th- Maybe it's naive thinking, but not here first. I feel like <laughs> some other like country would institute it. I could see that. Probably like Germany or Russia. <laughs> Somebody Damn, hardcore. coming at the Germans. Nah, they're just hardcore, man. Motherfuckers don't play. Don't play. Them are the Scandinavians. The Scandinavians, yeah. I don't know why I did that either. Did you did you like the original Purge? That's the only. Well, no. You know what? I'm not gonna say the only one. I liked the first one and I liked the second one. And after the third one, I it became like Saw to me, where yeah. I had seen the previous one. So eh, why not? I'll watch the next one. They're just cranking them out like so quickly, and it's like, like hog. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, it's, it was just like, uh, with Saul, the main thing was like in one year, let's hurry up and try to devise like the biggest plot twist that we can with as many twisted traps as we can in under a year, film it, write it, produce it, direct it, everything and and release it. And that's kind of like what happened, you know, just, just what happened here. Just completely, just, just a rush job. And it's, it shows. We went, Nicole and I went to see like the fourth one because we've seen all the other ones in theaters. We actually didn't see forever purge in theaters, but 
we, we, we went to that one. We both went. It's probably not going to be good, but we've seen all the other ones at theaters, so it's kind of a tradition at this point. So. Okay. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just, uh, uh, it's, it's, it was just more, every movie's just, you know, more masks. Like, let's just give people creative costumes and masks and do riots in the street. It's like, I'd rather watch Jason Voorhees just kill people in the woods. That was back when, uh, Lena Headey was really hot. I don't mean, back like, when, like, no, I don't mean physically hot. I damn. mean, it's like her star power. Would you have pile driver her in pile? Oh my God. In dread. When she has, like, in the, dread? When she has like the scarred up face. Uh, no. You said yeah. I said no. <laughs> but it's uh. this totally no reason to bring this up. But funny you mentioned dread because I was reading an article about they were saying about Carl Urban taking over the mantle of Wolverine. Oh shit! And apparently they're working on trying to make a dread sequel now. They're that, they're, 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 they're they're trying to get him back on board. It's funny because I've never everybody loves that movie, but it's like, so it, good. And it's funny even in that article they're like. Like, like they talked about how much it's loved and like they're they're trying to get a sequel made it's it's a fucking amazing movie no, it doesn't get talked about but everybody i know it's seen it was like yeah that's what i'm saying it kind of went under the radar but it's like everybody's because when people say judge dread they think of the stallone movie and it's yeah. like no no definitely not that not that demolition man old school fucking judge dread shit you know but uh anyway it's trippy as fuck <laughs> all right uh Let's get into Puff Puff Ask, the segment of our show where you, the listeners, write in your questions to John and I in each episode, and we answer them. You write them in via social media at High on Horror 420 or at High on Horror 420 at gmail.com or on our website. All right, I'll go first here um, from Sarah J. Uh, that's not the porn star. It's <laughs> <laughs> just. Sarah J from Vermont. I think that's a fake name. I don't believe you, Sarah J. <laughs> no, no, Sarah J initial, not uh, J-Y, not the last name. Uh, I still don't trust it. <laughs> uh, uh, from Vermont, Illinois, asks, um, last week you guys talked about children's movies, uh, so I wanted to write in and ask you guys, is there any horror shows that you would recommend that aren't movies, that are TV shows? Thanks. Much love, Sarah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I guess the question is: uh, TV shows uh, based on horror, like horror movies for shows. Okay, makes sense. Um, I would say Tales from the Crypt Keeper. That's a good one. I yeah, that on my list. Um, uh, Monsters. There's a uh, old show called Monsters that you can watch on Amazon Prime. I don't know why I'm name dropping. They ain't paying us. You mean, are you talking about Ah Real Monsters or just Monsters? No, it's just called Monsters. Uh, I had Ah Real Monsters on mine. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think Stranger Things is decent. I think that's an okay yeah. show. Um, Depends on how young. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, my I grew up watching Tales from the Crypt, so if you ask me, I think as long as you shield their eyes and watch it with them, Tales from the Crypt would be good, but if you're trying to leave them alone in the room to watch something, I wouldn't recommend that. I probably shouldn't recommend Tales from the Crypt at all. Scratch that. Uh, well, Tale, Tales, Tales from the Crypt Keeper was the animated one they had for kids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I, was, I was the actual show. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. I don't know. Keeper I watched it as a kid, and it was um, okay. It was still creepy. The creep, the crypt, the Crypt Keeper was creepy as shit. He was. That's what I think. It could be tolerable. I think certain episodes maybe might be too much. But uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I think that's probably my favorite one. That yeah, one. that's probably my favorite one. Um, Scooby Doo, of course. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like live action ones. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's brilliant. Yeah, I love that show. Um, I didn't watch this show, but uh, one that I know Nicole watched was so weird. It was like X Files for kids. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I watched. I remember watching that show. A couple episodes of that show. Um, yeah, I mean, we, do you have any more on your list? Yeah. Uh, uh, where was it? I just had one. Uh, the Beetlejuice cartoon. Oh, shit, dude. Good one. Yes. And uh, I guess it was more of a marketing tie-in because I also had that, like, goop shit to the Creepy Crawler show, which was also, like, that little, like, it was like an easy bake oven, but you put, like, goop in these metal yeah. things and you would, you <laughs> yeah. would make, like, insects. Totally. They actually had, like, a TV show on that. I don't. I do not remember that. That's interesting. That's uh, very apparently interesting. Apparently, ran from ninety four to ninety six. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, did uh, you did you did you have one of those like little like uh, creepy crawler oven things? No, actually, I had a Terminator two one. I had one that oh, was shit. I would have preferred that. Yeah. I, well, no, it sucked because I remember it was. Oh, uh, well, damn! Just shit all over my dreams. Well, it was like an endoskeleton that you made a mold of, and then you put it in this like thing, and it like actually put skin on the endoskeleton. So you could like chip the flesh away and there'd be a skeleton underneath. In theory, that shit did not work. <laughs> that that shit was a fucking was a hoax. It didn't work. The putty and shit didn't work. And uh so yeah, I never had the creepy crawly ones. Yeah, I remember uh we had I had like that oven for like the like bugs and shit, but you could buy other molds that still like would work in there. Like I had like a Spider Man and Venom one. Oh, that's but I could cool. never like get that like goop stuff to go, so it was just like it resembled Venom and Spider-Man Yeah, I can see that Alright, next question (laughs) Alright, yeah My question here comes from Cole From Georgia Would you sleep inside a coffin for a night? I would But I just feel like it might be uncomfortable We're big guys Make it a little hot yeah, Is AC it, running? Do we get some like, ventilation? Can I keep the lid open or do I got to like close it? I guess that's, there, there's a lot of variables. Let like, me crack the lid. Crack the yeah, lid with like, some air conditioning. Am I, I going to be like, is it going to be like post casket match where we're like, you just stuck in there? <laughs> no, uh, I would, I would do it. I can, I would love to just chill in there and hit my vape pen. In, <laughs> in theory, again, I think it would probably get really hot in there. And uncomfortable. And uncomfortable and you know if you're having trouble sleeping due to the uncomfortableness i feel like it'd be even more comfortable if you were trying to relieve yourself to get some sleep you know i just don't <laughs> i don't see you having the, the, the arm room to the arm room <laughs> to take care Jesus of yourself Christ. so yeah i just uh i don't know it's, it's uh like you said there's a lot of variables but in theory yeah i would sleep in a fucking i just coffin. feel like it'd be so uncomfortable laying on your back that long i just love the fucking but like from the creepy standpoint no i'd be fine with laying in a coffin yeah i'm not scared to do it or nothing like that i think it would be cool i I might make the shit too comfortable and not want to get out there are like some superstitions people have with like uh being in coffins well i don't care about superstitions fuck all that but as michael scott said i'm not superstitious but i am a little stitious a little (laughs) a little stitious all right, well, before we talk to Stephen Byro, dude, let's uh, talk about some hardcore horror films for a second. I want to know what the three most hardcore films that you ever saw were, and I'm going to tell you mine. All right, man, so I'm going to go first. Um, 
I'm going to start with the, the most hardcore one for me. The, the movie that fucked me up the most out of all the hardcore shit that I've watched is August Underground's Mortal. It's the second film in the trilogy. And uh, it's, um man, I mean, it's it fucked me up. I'll never watch that one again. I guess it's kind of a compliment, <laughs> you know, but I don't know how people can just who watch it, it. Who was it that said that horror is the only genre that when somebody goes, oh, I couldn't finish watching your film, you're like, nice. Yeah, I don't. Maybe, maybe that was Joe Bob. I don't know, but I don't know how people could watch this shit like it's Saturday morning cartoons. You know, it's fucking puke, rape, pedophilia, necrophilia, gut fucking, etc. Just depravity, like legit. Like there is like uh, a, a woman tied up. This dude cuts her belly open with what I remember to be like a uh, kind of like a box cutter, and then just like pulls his dick out and starts having Ugh. sex with her guts. Like while she, it's it's brutal. It's I don't just, need to see that. And it's filmed. And like the VHS style, like found footage. So it's just, it's super disgusting. And like the thing, you can't fake the puke that they're doing in the movie. Like it's real puke, you know, it's, it's, uh, absolutely extreme. Um, and, uh, like it just, just one of those ones where it just went to, when we talk about how a Serbian film is still entertaining because it's a movie, this is one of those ones where it's so extreme. It doesn't really have any entertainment value. You're kind of just like, you, you don't, you kind of wish you didn't watch it. Yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say the one for me would be Serbian film. And uh, you could just read all facts to tell you how disturbing the movie is. It's been banned in at least 46 countries. In the U.S., a minute had to be cut to give it an NC-17 rating. <laughs> and it's the first and only title in the history of Japan to get an R20-plus rating. Yeah. Yep. But That's uh, crazy. Yeah, uh... I, well, we'll get a little more into a Serbian film uh, in the interview, but uh, I just wanted to say the director, uh, he said it was, the, he, his film is a struggle against corrupt authorities that govern over the lives for their purposes, the power of leaders who hypnotize you to do things you don't want to do. And that was uh, in a magazine interview. And I wanted to say, I feel like the best review I've seen of it came from the critic Scott Weinberg. And he said, quote, I think the film is tragic sickening disturbing twisted absurd infuriated and actually quite intelligent there are those who will be unable or unwilling to decipher even the most basic of messages buried within a serbian film but i believe it's one of the most legitimately fascinating films i've ever seen i admire and detest it at the same time i will never watch it again ever <laughs> i feel like that's how you feel feel granted we've watched it more than once but that is how i felt after watching that the first time like yeah i don't yeah. <laughs> especially the end i'm like i don't ever want to watch this again well even still though like that's uh like you know you just described the plot and it's like i didn't describe the plot of mortal because there's not really a plot like all uh, a serbian film as i just mentioned has entertainment value <laughs> um well, it's like there's a plot to that. August Underground, like their movies are literally just two dudes and a chick just go around finding random people to fucking do disgusting things to. Like, and it's so it's, but yeah. And also, by the way, about Mortal, I don't know how true this is, but on IMDb, it says that it's one of Snoop Dogg's least favorite films. <laughs> I don't know why he lists his least favorite films. <laughs> why is Snoop Dogg watching Mortal? I don't know if that <laughs> shit's true. Anyway, my second movie that I want to pick is uh, Jorg uh, Buttgreets uh necromantic um uh basically it's about if you don't know this movie um it's it hits you in the face like a sledgehammer uh i remember it just absolutely took me aback by how far the movie went it's about a couple 
who find a corpse while they're out and about and they decide to bring the corpse home and start fucking it and uh yeah and the boy normal stuff i guess <laughs> you know just normal saturday afternoon activities well the the boyfriend starts getting jealous basically that uh the girlfriend is spending too much time with the corpse and wanting to have too much sex with it and it uh it's absolutely just I mean, I, I, uh, classic love try. I, I had never seen a movie really about like necrophilia before. So for that one to be the one that you I saw, probably imagine there's probably too many movies about it in general. <laughs> well, that's my point. But the, for this to be the one that you see as the first one, I mean, it kind of crosses all the lines. You're kind of like, Oh, well, I mean, any necrophilia movie after this, has got to be like fucking PG. Cause this movie just goes the mile and it ends with, uh, the lead character, like masturbating and, as he's jizzing, he fucking guts himself with a knife. Ooh. So it's just, it's one of those. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, director Yorg also did uh, the sequel, which was kind of cheesy. And he also did uh, Der Toad's King, which is just a very disturbing film. And uh, Knowledge Nug, the main corpse's eyes and Necromantic were actually pig eyes that the director Ooh. had, how he had gotten them by claiming he was a medical student. He got him at a slaughterhouse. Wow. Yeah. Um, going into my second one, it's another one you've made me watch. Martyrs. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, uh, well, it's a young woman's quest for revenge, basically. And it's the people that kidnapped her, but it definitely fits into body horror. There's just so many. Oh, yeah, I would agree with so that. So many scenes, you just see stuff, it just, like, makes me wince. And it's it's funny because it was this. It, it took inspiration from Hostel, which the first time I saw Hostel, there was a lot of scenes that just made me wince. Yeah, but uh, I would definitely uh, put this way ahead of Hostel. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. Um, it's funny because I realized we, you know, you've seen some fucked up stuff when Cannibal Holocaust is nowhere near on your list. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's funny because back to them, it felt real, but I feel like watching it now, you, it feels like a movie. Yeah. I will, um, I guess my next one, my, my third one, I'm going to go with, we've talked about it a bunch, but there's no way I can't not mention it. Solo or the 120 days of Sodom from 1975. That would be on my list too, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh. I mean, if you don't know this movie, it's uh, it's it's hard, man. This is a hard one to watch, and uh, it's it's literally one of those ones that I'll pass in my collection from time to time and go, "Do I really need to own this movie? Do I really need to have it in my collection?" But then I kind of feel like it's kind of simple. Well, you got used out of it because you made me watch it once. <laughs> well, I feel that. Uh, and I noticed though, you're not eager to watch that a second time the way you did a Serbian. Not that you were eager to watch a Serbian. I was not again, eager to watch it, but, but you were like, "Hey, I got this commentary with." Joe Lynch and Adam Green. And would I'm you like, buy oh, it? yeah, I'll watch it. Would you buy it? Like you did a Serbian film on your voodoo? Would you own Salo? I actually looked it up and it was not on there. <laughs> well, I can't imagine. But I anyway, would just have it just to have it. That's what, it's kind of like cinematically important. So I feel that, yeah. you know, it's kind of like even if you don't like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you should kind of still own a copy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like I, I own it on my voodoo, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I don't feel the same way Joe Bob does about it. Well, uh, no. Well, uh, yeah. Um, so Salo is about uh, some fascists, uh, four fascists, uh, basically kidnap, acquire nine young boys and girls and 
put them through 120 days of torture. And we're talking just about every kind of torture you can think of. And it's brutal to watch because these kids are just, uh, they, uh, they're, yeah, it's, it's rough to watch. You never, it's never good to watch kids being abused, especially sexually, uh, physically, mentally, forced to eat shit. Uh, just, just, I, I don't even know what I could say about the movie. Like everything I can say is just vulgar because it's just so much vulgar shit happens. But this was, this is directed by, uh, Pierre Pasolini and, uh, he had this saying where he said, I said this in a prior episode, John, but he said that hope was something that was invented by politicians to get votes. So this is, you know, someone with that negative attitude, you can only imagine. There's parallels between this and a Serbian film. It's definitely a statement. This was a political statement on, on the Mussolini fascism. Yeah, well, I think I think that this is a... Uh, I feel like this is a Serbian film without any punches pulled. It was like a Serbian film, but said like, we don't, we're not just a movie we're just gonna scar you <laughs> and it came out before a serbian film yeah way before well um actually here's something that's interesting to know knowledge nug so pasolini actually shot four different endings to the film because he wasn't sure how he originally wanted to end it now that movie's so fucked up i would like to see the other three endings I can only imagine. Oh, jeez. If it, it already ends with, like, dick mutilation and everything, I can't imagine what, you know, three other endings were. I'll never forget your reaction to the tub of shit. <laughs> and I don't remember. Did you actually gag? No. You did. You just kind of, like... Like, uh... <laughs> but, uh, I will say, my, my last one here, um, it's one I didn't see with you first, but I had to pick it because it was, like, one of the f- first movies that, like, really just fucked me up when i watched it and uh actually it's celebrating a uh what's it 50th anniversary this year yeah uh last house on the left from 1972 oh that's a good one i didn't expect you to yeah that's that when the first time i saw that that was like one of the first movies that i saw that i'm like i feel dirty after watching this so i've had ones that i would say might be worse now but it's just one I gotta I gotta give respect to being the first one. It really was just like, damn, that was that was a lot to take in. Yeah, dude, we've said before that uh that, you know, Last House on the Left is one of those movies that makes you want to take a fucking shower. And I mean it's 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 still completely true. I mean, you know, I remember watching the uh commentary actually for the original film. And David Hess, you know, who plays krug yeah and um fred j lincoln who plays weasel they were actually talking about uh uh lucy uh grantham and uh sandra castle and they were like about how basically like during the rape scenes like the girls were uncomfortable and they were kind of being like bitchy and feisty and like not liking the way they were being treated and like fred and david hess were legitimately talking about like you know yeah you know like i just was had to get rough with her you know like show her what it's like you know and like they were just like kind of like getting off on how they had to they were bragging about how they got rough with the girls and like kind of like acted out the rape a little harder than they needed to because the girls were being bitches and kind of made me lose a little respect for david hess he has this big like following and i just don't think that that's fucking cool i don't care what situation you're in like somebody's being a bitch because you're making them uncomfortable you don't fucking solve that by fucking trying to like rape them (laughs) or act like you're raping them a little harder than you should it's a little ridiculous uh sandra peabody was was bothered by it a lot apparently she walked off set 
and they had to convince her to come back and finish filming. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Wes Craven, uh, when he took the film to the MPAA, they slapped it with an X rating, and obviously all horror movies you want that R rating. R R PG thirteen. You don't you don't you don't want an X rating. Uh, Craven went back, removed several minutes of footage. It wasn't enough. They still gave it an X rating. He went back, removed the footage, still wasn't enough for him. Finally, Craven put all the original footage back in and got it rated R and approved from the film board. So, apparently, <laughs> I don't, did they just, like, not pay attention? Yeah, I guess. And uh, also, according to Wes Craven, they had to set up special editing offices to restore prints that came back from cinemas because, quote, everyone would come back chopped up by theater owners. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean... But yeah, that was the first movie that really fucked me up. So what do you say that like we do a marathon where we take these three, these six movies and we just do them back to back to back to back to back. Go through like an ounce of blood and some beer. I I think when we got to Solo, we'd probably need a break. Probably go like put on Iron Man or something afterwards. Put on Solo first and just get it out of the way. (laughs) It's only up. It's all up here. It's all uphill from there, right? Pretty much. All right, well, uh, I guess it's time to talk to Stephen Byro. Let's get into our interview. Today's guest is the founder of Unearth Films, which was founded in 2002 to distribute independent genre films from around the world in the United States and Canada. They release films in all media, including theatrical, home video, television, and video on demand. Unearth has established a unique label brand for fans of cutting edge independent cinema. Over the intervening years, their ever growing catalog of films has attracted a dedicated customer base that has made Unearth Films the go to place for discerning fans of the weird and wonderful. This year, they celebrate their 20th anniversary. And as I said, we have the founder, Stephen Biro, with us today. Thank you for being high on horror. Well, I. Yeah, I am proud to be here because <laughs> I'm not high yet, but I will be by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, we're thrilled to have you, man. We're uh, I'm a huge fan of the hardcore underground shit, and uh, over the years I've gotten John into it, so this was a big one for us. We're glad to have you on. We're thrilled. Um, I wanted to start off by asking you, um, how often do you smoke? And uh, uh, is there currently a favorite strain that you're favoring? Well, okay, I used to smoke like a fucking madman until I hit 30 years old where I uh, found God. And then after that, I couldn't touch anything because it'd make me go nuts. You know, paranoia, this and that, you know. And, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago because uh, – uh, I figured out early on in my life because, you know, uh, I wanted to find God and I didn't want to go wander through the desert and shit. So I decided to take massive amounts of LSD and nitrous oxide. And yeah, and I found him, dealt with the devil. And uh, yeah, after that, I couldn't smoke dope for the life of me. It always just made me paranoid as fucking fuck. And then over the years... You know, I moved out here to L.A., and they have Indica and Sativa. And then I started, you know, trying a couple of gummies. <laughs> and it works. 
So yeah, so I do um, I do like a Doobie Night and maybe two 10 milligram gummies mixed with my Steel Reserve. <laughs> so, so 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 do you like the edibles better than smoking? Do you have a preference of which one you like better? Well, well, the sativa still like fucks with me, uh, where, where it never did, because I when I was growing up, pot was pot. There was no sativa indica. You got what you got. So, and indica is more of a body buzz. Sativa is more a head buzz. But the sativa, yeah, it just makes me way too paranoid, and it's uncool. So, uh, so I just do the indica, and uh, yeah, I, I've stopped drinking like uh, vodka and you know hard liquor. So now I just do beer and gummies and occasional doobie here and there. Nothing like what I used to. It's funny you mentioned sativas. I feel like everybody I knew when we were in our 20s, everybody likes sativas. Now everybody's hit 30, and we're starting to get into our mid-30s, and we're like, no, I want the indica. I just want to relax. I, well, I think it's also a change of brain chemistry, too. You know, I mean, you know, finding God, yeah, that was a huge, you know, change my life. But, yeah, I couldn't smoke any dope whatsoever. And back then... All the hybrids started like emerging in uh, 2000 to where all my pot dealers were like, oh, well, it's an eighth and it's $45. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm allowed to curse, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured, right? So, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's yeah, no, yeah. so, so for the longest time, you know, uh, uh, pot on the black market, you didn't know if it was sativa or indica. But now, since it's all like highfalutin and consumer <laughs> consumer based, yeah, now you know it's a hybrid or a sativa or indica. So, so I stick to the indica, but you know, once in a while I'll do a hybrid. And uh, clearly, you're a horror guy from your resume. What uh, what was it that attracted you to the genre? Just the intensity. I mean. I was always a horror fan since I was like, you know, four years old, but you could only watch so much horror on the, the three channels that we had back then. <laughs> so, you know, you'd see the, you know, Godzilla and the Frankenstein and the snap. But as I got older, I got into the more extreme stuff. So, uh, so I prefer the extreme stuff. Just, I mean, I like normal horror movies too, but Extreme, that's that's the crazy stuff because the effects is what makes a horror movie because it's all fake. So the more effects, then hell yeah, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, which which makes me want to ask you, um, with you being like, you know, the fucking founder of this company, Unearthed Films, that puts out all these hardcore films, is there a movie, like name the movie, the movie, if there is one, that has disturbed you the most? And is there a line you won't cross, like, when watching something? Like, are you like, no, I can't watch a certain, like, is there anything that you don't, like, anything that gets under your skin that you won't watch? Well, Melancholia de Angel from Marion Dora was one we were going to put out, and the, 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 the bastard was proud that he killed a cat for the movie. And that was one of his selling points. Oh, shit. And we were looking at it, <clears throat> and I have cats, you know. And uh, then I started getting people hearing that we were thinking about it, and they were threatening us with, you know, 
oh, he killed a cat. Because, you know, it's one thing if you kill a turtle in Cannibal Holocaust or you kill a cow that's normally butchered and show it. It's another thing to kill a cat. So uh, I ended up not putting it out. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty vile movie, too, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that was like one. I mean, we won't do real death stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, what are your thoughts? Because uh, in, in answering the uh, in in that question of myself, answering my own question, the one movie that I have to say, like I, I can take anything. I love you know necromantic. Uh, I, I that stuff doesn't bother me. Uh, all that stuff. But the one movie, like the one movie that really got me, was August Underground's Mortal. Uh, that one, I'm like, I'll never watch that shit again. Did you ever watch the August Underground trilogy? Yeah, I'm trying to put them out as we speak. <laughs> I know all those guys. Fred Vogel, Michael Maggot, Jeremy Cruz. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Jeremy Cruz, uh, the FX guy on Mortem. He was my roommate for two years. <laughs> so, yes, I have definitely seen it. Um, I mean, it's fake. I, I think they pretend to have sex with a dead 12-year-old in a bathtub. But it was just, you know, a mannequin, you know, so. Yeah. It was that, that found footage. That's what made it so, like, just gross. You know what I mean? Like, it just made it felt too real. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not, you know, so it's fake. So it's still workable in our genre, you know. It's like when you start, like, you know, mutilating <laughs> uh, mutilating Down syndrome's kids. I, I was just going to say retarded kids, but I know that's not looked, that's frowned upon these days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, and before we get into your uh, films here, uh, you're an author as well. And in fact, you've written several no novels on hallucinogens. Uh, what was that experience like? <laughs> oh, well, I, I know you guys have probably taken LSD, right? Yes. Magic mushrooms? Yeah, magic that. mushrooms, right? Well, when you I take nitrous, uh, all that fake shit they used to say in the 60s, like, oh, you'll see pink elephants and this and that. Yeah, you mix the nitrous oxide. Yeah, you will have a pink elephant in your room. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, uh, I've taken enough uh, drugs to actually, how do you say, blow your mind to where I, I was meeting the, with the devil, angels, the Lord, you know. Yeah, so if that tells you anything, uh, I was taking a very big uh, excessive amount because <laughs> because i figured it'd be safer sitting on my couch watching fucked up movies you know trying to find god <laughs> than it is to you know hike to the top of the mountain and hope you know so uh so yeah <laughs> and now do you think that made the writing process easier it, it took me a while to uh figure out how to write it without sounding insane I mean, took took me quite a bit to figure out <laughs> how to not seem insane. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So it took me a while, uh, but yeah. And uh, then after afterwards, um, after I met him, uh, my mind actually split because uh, before it just used to be me and myself in my head. 
But then after I found the Lord, my mind split. And you could say I could either hear the devil or God, or it's I'm hearing for the first time the superego and my id, which not a lot of people have. A lot of people have it, but a bunch don't. So it was like, uh, so it made uh, writing dialogue with the devil pretty easy because here I was, I'm either talking to the devil or I'm talking to my id or I'm talking to the darkest sense of myself. So it made me interviewing the devil pretty easy. Uh, so yeah, and and that book has scared the shit out of uh, my friends who read it. I mean, you know, all the books do because they're based on, you know, reality, life, and, you know, what we want, what we are, who, who we're dealing with. You know, it's it's just uh, pretty intense. Uh, yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Um, and then also uh, some pretty intense stuff. You produced a documentary about Unit 731 uh, from World War II. What made you decide to get involved with that? Well, uh, at the time I was talking to, I was dealing with a filmmaker, Andrei Iskanov. And uh, he's a Russian filmmaker. And, uh, you know, I helped him out here and there on some of his earlier movies. And uh, uh, we produced uh, Philosophy of Knife with him, which is, you know, it's like part documentary, but part recreation, you know. And uh, uh, that was awesome because that's what he wanted to do. And he pulled it off. But the guy hates me because it's his masterpiece. And they thought I sold millions of copies when... You know, I clearly didn't. <laughs> but it's pretty intense. I mean, it, it's now, it's four and a half hours long. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's some serious, some, some serious stuff. Where World, World War II is responsible for some real atrocities. Oh, yeah. Chemical experiments, biological warfare. I mean, they were even dropping bombs that had fleas in it loaded with uh, different diseases to see if that would, you know, spread among the civilization or societies they wanted to destroy. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a crazy documentary. Uh, very violent, very rapey. Oh, shit. <laughs> just, you know, just outrageous. Uh, so it's good. I, it's, that was the first movie I produced. Well, um, You've done some directing. You know, you've done the infamous uh, American Guinea Pig, uh, Bouquet of Guts and Gore, and American Guinea Pig, The Song of Solomon, both of which are a real fucking kick in the gut, man. And uh, how was it directing the films? And uh, what did you take away from the experience of directing? Um, they were difficult to make. I mean, Bouquet was my first film, uh, but I surrounded myself uh, with indie genre people that knew what they were doing so it helped me to make that a trusty <laughs> solomon was more of my way to do something you know in a crazy possession type of guinea pig outrageous gore type of thing um and uh we shot that in florida and uh uh and yeah yeah i mean it went well. Uh, I mean, I had some hiccups because uh, the film industry is filled with crazy motherfuckers. And I have found out that because uh, uh, I've had a couple of crazy ass actors on my set and they make shit purposely go south on purpose. 
Oh, damn. Because of their own ego or their own narcissism or they just want to be a problem. And you don't know that going in. So, uh, so I, I learned that uh, some actors are total cunts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, can we expect to see you behind the camera again at any point in the future? Uh, yeah, I'm working on uh, like a remake or two if we if we can get the rights to it, and they'd be big, you know. So I'm trying to. I, and uh, actually, we just uh, shot a, a, a guinea pig called Slaughter of the Swine. And it's based off of, you know, uh, one pure Illuminati satanic fucking torture porn. It's just, it's just vile. There's really no story to it. It's just the ritual itself. And uh, I wasn't supposed to direct it because uh, uh, I, I like to have my effects people direct the movie because... You know, they, they should be kicking some ass and they want to, like, showcase their effects and stuff. And this one I showed up uh, to Slaughter the Swine and uh, the effects weren't finished yet. And I was just supposed to be the money guy. I ended up uh, producing it or directing it. Yeah, I ended up directing it. Well, uh, the Eric Fox, who was going to direct it, he, he was just way too busy catching up on doing all the effects work. You know, so I ended up stepping into that. And, uh, the thing is, it's not my movie. It's Eric Fox's movie. So, you know, so I'm waiting on something, you know, a decent budget, you know. And uh, if I get some of these remake things going, then, uh, yeah, then hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to step in the director's chair. I mean, I might end up doing something here real quick because uh, uh, one of my friends who has a studio is getting forced to sell it to Amazon. So they have six weeks, six months. Oh, shit. They might have a month and a, uh, a year and a half if they can get an extension. But uh, so we might throw out something rather quick that I'm going to direct. Uh, I don't know how it goes, how it'll go. But, you know, I'm out here in L.A., so uh, there's a bunch of people I know who'd be willing to be in something that I make. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's awesome, and we'll definitely, hopefully those uh, remakes uh, work out for you. And uh, You're the first guest we've had on here that's a film distributor. Uh, what made you decide to get into that field? Oh, well, well, I mean, I love gore. I love horror movies, and uh, I had uh, uh, my business partner now of 20 years. He hit me up because I had a bootleg website where I was making VHS bootlegs of everything, right? And it was at the time DVD started coming out, so all these movies started getting released, so I had to delete all these other movies from the VHS bootleg in sight. You know, I'd be like, oh, Necromantic's coming out. Delete that, you know, this and that. I mean, I always try to be, you know, fair and honest and shit. And then I got a cease and desist about the guinea pig right. films. And it was my future business partner, and he's like, hey, what oh, the really? fuck? And then he offered to sell them to me and then you know after a couple of months we ended up uh, starting up on our films so uh being a distributor and a filmmaker actually really helps you know because you can only make a movie so much or so fast you know so uh mm -hmm. us putting out you know other titles is is really awesome because you know that keeps the lights on 
keeps you know this going <laughs> so you know Absolutely. so so the distribution and there's Absolutely. tons of movies at the time that still have never had been put out yet so so yeah so distribution is like awesome well um first off let me say that i love the brand unearthed films uh i own a lot of your titles i've still uh, i've got john to watch uh, i still have to get john to watch what the water's left behind and untold story uh i just got evil dead trap last year uh, i was home alone on my birthday and i got super baked and watched it and that was actually one of the films that you guys put out that i haven't seen before um and uh, so it was a first time watch for me and it fucking blew me away i loved it and you know i watched it three times it's it's, it's just such a batshit crazy fucking movie and i'm just i'm glad that there's a company out there like yours that's putting shit out like that yeah. Th thank you untold story it, that's a feather in my hat. I, I used to sell that on bootleg back in 1994. And people went nuts over it. And that's the thing. I mean, Untold Story, back in the 90s, that was as big as Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, right. But since it didn't have, like, a big release here, you know, so, so it fell off the radar of a lot of people, but a lot of us old fucks like me know it and remember it. And yeah, yeah, the, 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 the fans that, you know, knew of the movie, uh, yeah, were excited as all hell for it, you know. Uh, the thing is, uh, so many of the uh, new fans that are coming, yeah, they have no clue, you know, what Dr. Lamb is, Untold Story... Uh, you know, because th those are the cream of the crop of the category three films. Right. You know. Yep. So, uh, so I'm glad I'm glad you watched it that many times and stoned as fuck. Because it, yeah, it is amazing. It's fucked. It's like what the hell. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, speaking of uh, untold story yeah. and Evil Dead Trap and Evil Dead Trap Two, are there any other and uh yeah, are there any other category three films that you're looking to acquire in the future? I know you're putting out uh, Doctor Lamb, right? Yeah. 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 That's uh yeah, Doctor Lamb will be a uh, a big one for us just because it's top five category three films, and it's really demented, and uh, I'm scaring our agents and reps with it because I'm like, guys, you don't understand, Doctor Lamb, this is huge, and they're <laughs> like, oh well, you know, we looked at the IMDb and it's about a taxi driver and necrophilia and. and dismemberment and i'm like yeah that's what all horror movies are based down aren't they <laughs> all so that good I, shit <laughs> i scare yeah yeah i mean i i scare my reps you know all the time because i'm like oh yeah no dude this this is a normal horror movie they're like dude your normal horror movies are not our normal horror movies right so it, it's sort yeah. of awesome yeah, well, uh, I just wanted to take a second to say uh, to our listeners out there who listen to this episode, um, for those who aren't familiar with what Category 3 films are, they are films from Hong Kong that you couldn't rent or go to the movies to see or buy unless you were 18 years old. In 1988, Hong Kong introduced a category rating system and uh, basically the most fucked up shit, meaning violence, depravity, rape, torture, explicit gore, all that shit got filed into Category 3. That's what Category 3 means. Anyway... Uh, so you're putting out the yeah. uh, Estonian animated film 
uh, The Old Man, which uh, is the most successful full-length animated movie in those parts. Tell us about that movie, dude. I've watched the trailer. It looks awesome. Oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, it goes balls out crazy. And uh, we actually did the English dub of it ourselves. And I used uh, Jimmy Screamer Claus, uh, who's one of our filmmakers, and he does our authoring. And he's like, hey, man, we ought to do the dubbing for this. And he has his animated uh, voice talent. So he brought them in. And, oh, my God, we, we got this guy. He's in Greece, and he's uh, part of Butcher's Harem, and his name is Cumblood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah and but he plays the old man and he he plays the enemy of the old man which is a a, a guy in a wheelchair who whose cow exploded and turned his body into milk his blood is sour cream <laughs> and it's just crazy and it's awesome and uh the thing is so fucking hilarious. I laughed so fucking hard. I haven't laughed that hard since I saw Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and them. Oh shit! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's. I think it's going to be huge because it's more mainstreamy than you know the things that we put out. Because you right. know I I can't get bouquet of guts and gore on Netflix or any of that shit. So, <laughs> that's yeah uh, i guess i totally and, get that yeah 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 and uh uh but the the movie gets becomes so outrageous that it and it just keeps building to where you're like what the fuck you're like what what robot cows and if a cow doesn't get milk they explode <laughs> like a nuclear explosion what the fuck is this and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier until the end and oh my god, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm hoping we're we're trying to do a good promotion and push and marketing for it to get the word out, you know, because it's so I I watch a lot of comedy, and man, there's so many comedies I'll sit there and I'll watch and one giggle, one giggle, maybe a chuckle, this was like ten belly laughs, fifteen giggles. <laughs> 17 chuckles and you know yeah yeah it's it, it it should like catch on because it's so fucking outrageous and creepy too it, it looks creepy you know and uh yeah yeah so so i'm really proud that we're going to be putting out we just got to get the buzz up yeah it uh it looks because you know nobody's seen it yet right that's yeah it, it looks hilarious like i watched the trailer uh last night and i was like yo like i need first the two things that i thought was i was like okay this looks funny as shit i, I did laugh a few times during the trailer but i also thought this looks like something that i want to be completely fucking baked for when i watch it oh yeah dude oh yeah and if you do have get baked have a glass of chocolate milk because it's all about okay. the milk, baby. It's all about cows <laughs> and milking and people addicted to milk and shit. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. So if you have a glass of milk, you're going to fucking feel even weirder. But you're going to enjoy the fuck out of it. You know, it's well, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, new movies are hard. You know, 
Uh, new movies are hard because yeah. you got to pr- push and promote them. And if you notice, a lot of the other horror companies, they're just putting out old shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, shit, shit that everybody's heard of or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's yeah, definitely uh, not, something, uh, not something. The old man is not. Man, uh, I haven't heard or seen a, heard seen it posted anywhere else, but you from right? you guys. So <laughs> you know, you're not wrong in that. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to I wanted to bring up the next movie that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, this was the movie that I was super excited to bring up to you when uh, we knew that we were going to have you on as a guest, and that movie is The Profane Exhibit. Now, I have personally, I have a history with this movie, dude. I swear to God, I have chased this movie, like, since I've heard about it. I remember reading an article, I believe it was in a, fang, uh, a, a Rue Morgue magazine, and it was all about, like, how, like, it's just gruesome and gnarly, and it's going to be, like, disgusting, and I thought, like, holy shit, like, I want to see this movie, you know? And the the picture that it showed was, like, three naked chicks covered in blood. I'm like, holy shit, I'm in. And I'll be honest with you, I tried to fucking find it online. I don't pirate movies. I don't. I buy movies. I have, like, 5,000 movies, physical media. But I legit was so desperate to watch this movie that I was, like, searching for it online. And I could never find it. And I still never did. And here we are now in 2022, and you're, you're putting it out. I got to ask you, how did you... Uh, how did you get that? And what what can we expect? Is it going to be uh, unrated? Is there going to be a slipcover? Oh yeah, slipcover, unrated. I mean, uh, I it, it's I was lucky that the producer Amanda Manuel, uh, she was working with a guy that was just fucking up, and that's why you know it's never been finished. So she hit oh, me shit. up. Oh, shit. And uh, I guess, I, I don't know, but she hit me up to finish it. And it needed, you know, uh, some editing. It needed some sound work. It needed some audio work, you know, uh, F, you know, uh, Foley. And uh, I'm like, well, fuck yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, l- let's do this. So we've been working on this for the past two years, two but that's oh, wow. just because we're also working on, you know, behind the scenes on the new guinea pigs, the extended cut of Serbian film, the documentary. I mean, we're bringing more to the table than, you know, a bunch of the other horror companies. Uh, so, uh, so wait, so, so is, is the reason that I couldn't find the profane exhibit because uh, it wasn't finished? Yeah, yeah, it was never, never finished. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they just never got to finish it, and they went through different editors and different people. And, and plus, when you're dealing with, like, uh, you know, ten other filmmakers, yeah, you, you got to deal with everybody's ego <laughs> and bullshit and stuff, you know. So so we got involved, and, you know, we're dealing with a little bit of bullshit, but it's like, ah, fuck you. You know, we're putting this out. <laughs> suck my balls <laughs> your slip covers the artwork on those is amazing who designs those because they're they're very well done oh uh that's uh, uh my guy david hood he has been working with us since 2001 actually uh it's sort of funny because i used to have a cult video store in ybor city back in 2000 right and this guy just walks in one day and he's like, hey, man, I can do some menus for you if you want. And I'm like, cool. 
And he's like, look, I'll do the first one for you for free. And if you like the other, you know, you like that, then hire me. And I'm like, okay. And he did the, the menu for Flower, Flesh, and Blood from Guinea Pig. Oh, and the menu's fucking amazing. And I was like, dude, you're hired. So he's been hired, and he does our graphic design. He does uh, our cleanup of audio and, you know, cleaning up of films and stuff. Because, you know, you get a film like Untold Story. The, the, the audio we got from China was fucking terrible. They threw on filters upon filters upon filters to where it sucked balls. So we actually had to get the laser disc of it. And we grabbed that audio. And when you do a scan for a movie, sometimes it speeds up by like one-tenth of a second. And sometimes it slows down by two-tenths of a second. So then you got to go through and reline up all the audio so it mixes the mouths. And, yeah, so he's doing all that as well. I mean, he's he's an amazing guy, and I'm glad he's on our team because everybody digs our shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he does a great job with, uh, with those covers. And uh, you brought up a Serbian film, and I think that's obviously the big film you guys are doing for distributing. Uh, what were your thoughts seeing that for the first time? When Drew had me watch that, like, those images were just, like, burned into my mind. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, the funny thing is, is that uh, I got a screener of it, you know, before it was released. And I watched it with my second ex-wife. And for some fucking odd reason, it turned her on. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm like, all right, all right. So, you know, uh, but yeah, we got outbid from it uh, by a company. And it got put out here in the U.S. And I just kept putting out, like, cut versions of it, cut version. And then, oh, here's the uncut. But, you know, it's only a limited thing. And uh, we ended up suing them and winning for the director, uh, Serjan Spasajevic, because he's a good friend of mine. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so we sued this company. <laughs> One, made him some money that he was never going to see before. And then that's when, you know, he gave, you know, I got all of the materials and I'm looking at it and I'm like going, what the fuck? Why isn't this scene in there? Why isn't that scene in there? What's going on with this? What the fuck? So then I decided to make the Serbian extended cut. And uh, that's what me and David Hood, the guy you brought up. Yeah, we were editing that. I had another editor. I won't name him, but uh, he fucked up because he's he. He act, we edited the extended cut with him, and the stupid fucker didn't do a backup of it, and his dog fucking hit the fucking hard drive and destroyed it. So we had to start over, so it, it took us some time. And I'm also suing another company in Germany right now <laughs> over Serbian film and Solomon, and we got the Sol Serbian film settled. So now we, we got to put out the 4K version of the extended cut sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say when I saw the... Because uh, I, I, lo I, lo <laughs> I love Serbian film. Love it. I think it's amazing. Did you receive backlash or criticism for, for distributing it from anybody? Nope. Nope. Nope, I figured I would have. I mean, some people were like, oh, my God. But who the fuck are they, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, you have a problem with Serbian film? Fuck you. You, you don't even realize it's a movie. Okay, you think it's real. What the, Most of the people who complained never saw it, and all they hear about is the baby scene, and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, uh, I, dude, I'm with you 100%. I've been one of those people that my wife and I watched it. My wife is one of those people where she doesn't, watch horror movies but if it's like a really fucked up extreme horror movie she'll watch it so like you know she heard about a serbia film she's like let's do it and we both really liked it and then i realized after watching it that it was like a dirty thing to admit that you liked it and I, that kind of pissed me off because like it's a fucking movie you know what i mean and uh what i wanted to say to you something that bothers me is that i see people all the time say that if you like a serbian film that you're a pedophile or that you support pedophilia and that blows my mind because the movie does not depict it in a glamorous or righteous way it's not glorifying it at all it shows you how fucking up and sick it is so how like how i don't see how people can see think that you know it's supporting that in any way how do you feel about the critics and supporters that sort of say that about a serbian film that if you like it you support pedophilia or you are a pedophile not only did i release the movie but i made an extended <laughs> cut and i'm working on a fucking documentary okay the the people who are bitching never watched it hell yeah all, all they did was just see a couple of comments and it's like Dude, you haven't watched it. <laughs> and it's a big I got the I got the baby in my fucking living room. Do you really? Yeah, I got the baby, I got all everybody's heads, every all the gore effects are here. I got the chick that was getting banged and got decapitated. When he cuts her head off. She's yeah. in my living room too. She is in my <laughs> living room. Damn, she's so what's under your living a bed, room like a, like a museum of horror <laughs> oh yeah yeah if you, if you got in i got stuff i got stuff from uh mortem in there i got i got dismembered dick in a oh, jar shit. from august underground mortem i got <laughs> stuff from toe tag serbian film bouquet solomon i got all you know yeah 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 and i usually like selling the props you know because that's fucking awesome Oh yeah, definitely. And um, when we did the uh, Serbian film exhibition out here, mm -hmm. uh, we were offering everything for sale uh, on eBay, and we were up for a day and a half, and then eBay pulled it, pulled everything down. Oh, you can't sell this, and we're like, dude, we're selling a dress from a Serbian film, and we can't sell that. Damn. Oh, it's got blood on it. It's like, no, there's no blood on this dress, assholes. <laughs> and it's just the word, a Serbian film. Yeah. So eBay has yeah, their people don't want to touch it. nuts and a blanket over it. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm not only touching <laughs> it, but I'm making the film longer. And I'm making a documentary. And the documentary is actually cool as fuck, right? It everybody's having a good time behind the scenes everybody's having fun they they kept the camera rolling for behind the scenes for the whole shoot and it was 63 days oh wow so you know i got to call through 150 hours worth of behind the scenes footage to make this documentary and and everybody's cool i mean the funny thing is is when the documentary hits it's gonna be sexy and it's going to be fucking comedic, you know? So I think I'm hoping 
the idea with that with the director is we're hoping that people realize that you know they all had a blast making it and it was all a professional you know film being shot by like 65 70 people you know it, it wasn't just like an independent thing that i do this was like top notch so th- that'll be fun to see when we, when we drop that out because then i think that'll take a little bit of the uh Ooh, ooh, pearl clutching. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. So hopefully that's what it does. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. You know, you can trust that John and I will be watching it for sure. It's definitely. I, I, I'm not. There's no way that we're going to turn away. Turn away watching a documentary about that movie. You got like that. Just I'm, I'm in. Sign me up. Um, but I wanted to say to you, uh, I wanted to ask you rather. Did you listen to the commentary that Adam Green and Joe Lynch did on a Serbian film? I swear to God, that was the most entertaining thing I've ever heard. I was in fucking tears. Oh, well, I know. Well, that's why I bought it from him. Uh, Joe Lynch. Oh, really? Went to the Ser- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Lynch went to the Serbian exhibition. And, you know, uh, so he, we're friends a little bit, you know. And he loves the Serbian film. And they did the... Uh, the commentary for it just for their own podcast thing. Right. And, right. And Joe told me, and I'm like, dude, okay, let me listen to it. And you know, if it's awesome, uh, do you mind if I buy it from you? And he's like, well, I will ask Adam green and, you know, but we also know you're, you're small on the scale. Cause you know, it's like, you know, Spielberg, you know, Tarantino, <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know, James Wan, and then like a bunch of other motherfuckers, and then like I'm like at the bottom. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Joe is like, yeah, dude, here. So, so I actually, yeah, I listened to the commentary and I was like, dude, this has got to be an extra on the release of Serbian film. And yeah, because what, what the fuck, him barfing the whole time. And- the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And and now the thing is, remember, these guys are film magic people. So maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't all true. Maybe he yeah, wasn't I mean, barfing. I can see that. I can see that. And, and the squeaky toy thing, that's an easy one to do, right? You know? So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I thought about that, you know, after we bought it, we put it out. And people bring it up now and then. Because you can watch the commentary with the movie, with our thing. And I'm like going, yeah, oh right. man, they they could have totally Hollywooded this shit out to where it's just like more outrageous. I didn't ask them. <laughs> I, I, I could see that. But yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. The, yeah. I thought... I th- well what i what i liked about it was that i thought that like regardless of if it was staged or not i thought that what was interesting about it was that you got both sides of the argument you had joe lynch who like liked it and was supporting it and like this is just a movie it's fun and you had adam green that was like fucking barfing and couldn't even like watch the movie so that to me was like you had both you had both sides of the crowd right there so that was what was so part of what was so funny about it yeah, and that's why I was like, boom, I will buy that from you. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're, you're barfing throughout half the commentary. 
priceless priceless <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah that's I mean, that's just yeah uh, it's hilarious yeah if you guys have the uh uh the the blu-ray of ours it, it shows the exhibition you know uh, which is pretty yeah. cool. And then we did the Q and a, you know, at the screening, you know, before the exhibition, before I got everybody drunk with uh, free beer and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good times. But man, I had a couple of guys jump on the, the bed. Cause we recreated that scene with the decapitated chick and doggy style on the bed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. E- every 15 minutes we'd have to jump on somebody. Cause they jumped on the bed for a selfie, humping the body. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Dude, what the fuck? Get off there. What are you doing? For fuck's sake, somebody else just did this, didn't you? What the hell? <laughs> and and I will tell you, I, did, I, I did not do that selfie. <laughs> I could have. In fact, I could still do the selfie. I can go into my living room right now. Right. Yeah, it's right in your living room. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well uh okay so for an extreme guy like yourself i wanted to ask you uh you're all about you know the guts and gore and dismemberment how do you feel about a24 and uh, elevated horror movies so-called elevated horror movies okay a24 that, that that's uh fucking uh witches hereditary and that shit yeah yes. lighthouse i mean that's a, i i try not to pay attention to what the other film companies do to be honest, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just cause, Oh my God, they're doing this. That means I got to do this. You know, I, you know, um, I mean, hereditary was okay. You know, Babadook. I never bothered, uh, fucking, um, the, the bitch, you know? Yeah. That was cool. Like that. You know, I mean, I, I, I watched that shit. Will I ever be able to make something like that? No, I don't think I'll ever have that kind of fucking cash. You know, but I dig it. I mean, I, I dig most horror movies. It's just, it's like I, I'll watch one and it's like, okay, how often am I going to watch that again? You know, I won't unless I totally forget it. Cause I was way too high. <laughs> <laughs> oh We've yeah. No, that's a, yeah. Yeah. That, that happens all the time. What the hell did I watch? Because the problem is, back in my day, back in the days when you could buy a candy bar for five cents, you know, you would actually go to the fucking video store, take your time, <laughs> pick something out for three or four bucks, and drive home, and then you'd watch it and be like, hey, and then you'd, you'd have to get back in your car the next day and drop it off. So I think, yeah, I, I think... Yep. We we remembered those movies a hell of a lot more than us just clicking VOD for Netflix or Hulu or whoever the fuck, and then watching it, and then yeah, yeah, and, really and then point. you forget it because it was just so easy, you know. I mean, I I, I just got a membership to Shutter. Uh, they got the Untold Story on there. Nice, nice money, you know. And they yeah. did just pick up Evil Dead Trap 1 and 2 from us. So that's cool. But I went through their list of horror, horror movies and yeah, they don't they don't everything I've already seen. 
You know, it's like uh, how many times you need to see a horror movie when there's so many new horror movies. But there's so much dreck too, you know. True. So much crap. And it's a shame. I can understand, you know. It, I, I know a lot of filmmakers are like, oh, well, dude, you can't show, like, testicles getting ripped off because then how are we going to get that mainstream dollar? And I'm like, well, you're not going to get the mainstream dollar because you ain't going to show the testicles getting ripped off. You know, you'll just make a <laughs> mediocre film that people will watch or turn off halfway or, the, you know. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I really agree with your point about having to go and get the movie. I think that's also why the movies that we hate or we also hate so much from back then because I had to put the effort in to go to the video store, spend like 30 minutes looking through movies, get this movie, and you're like, this sucks. I hate this movie. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that that's the thing. I mean, it, there, it was a different time, you know, and back then Cannibal Holocaust was a yeah. holy grail, necromantic very hard to come by, you know, at least for the extreme crowd, you know. Um, so when you would find it, you'd be like, oh. And uh, so uh, what, what upcoming projects do you have? Oh, fuck. Okay. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because the profane exhibit, we're still tweaking the audio a little bit, but we just like started the film festival run. Okay. So, uh, so uh, hopefully it does well because there's so many big names in it, you know. And then, uh, you know, the Serbian documentary and the Serbian extended cut, which we were in a lawsuit in Germany, so we couldn't put out the extended cut until now that it's settled. Uh, we, we got that slaughter the swine thing that, you know, I told you, uh, it's, we have all the final footage, all the, uh, uh, insert shots. We just don't have the time to edit it cause we're finishing all this other stuff, you know? And then, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're announcing on Friday, the movie, no escape with Ray Liotta. Have, have you heard of oh, that movie? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's yes. a, like a sci-fi apocalyptic prison thing with Lance Hendrickson and Ernie Hudson and all that shit. We were going to announce it on Friday of last week, but Ray Liotta died on Thursday. And I'm like, ah, because we've been working eight months on the extras, you oh, know, because well. the, the damn director, he directed Goldeneye and Casino Royale. Oh wow. That's yeah, yeah. He the producer produced Aliens and Terminator, right? So we were waiting on extras from them and we were trying to get them fast, but you know, those are big people. Yeah. And then yeah, we got all the extras, we're like, Yay, we're gonna announce no escape. And then really Ray Liotta passed. And I'm like, well, fuck. Okay, we can't announce it because we're gonna look like fucking vultures picking picking his corpse. Yeah, the you know? time the timing would have definitely looked bad. Yeah, exactly. Even though we've been working on it for eight months, you know. So uh, we're gonna make the announcement this Friday, and we'll see how that goes. And uh, uh, picked up a bunch of other titles. Uh, I mean, we were just at Cannes. Uh, Hopefully we got something cool or two, you know, or not. I mean, I don't know. And 
Uh, the thing is, I, I got uh, Jesse Seitz and Marcus Cook. They're making uh, American Guinea Pig Chum Bucket. They still got to do uh, all the gore insert shots and stuff. So that's in the works. Uh, Marcus did the effects for Bouquet and uh, Bloodshock. He directed Bloodshock. So uh, I released his movie, 100 Tears, and that's coming out on Blu-ray soon. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, shit. And then I'm telling you, I told you about, you know, we're trying to go after a couple of remakes to yep. do. Uh, so, you know, I, I can't tell you what they are just because everything's in the air, you know. Yeah. And then uh, what the fuck else? I mean, there's, there's just too much. Uh, yeah, there's too much. I mean, we're trying to get Ultraman, for God's sakes. <laughs> You remember awesome. that one, Ultraman? Yeah. It, no, you don't. You're just high in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a terrible TV show from the fucking seventies and shit. And for some odd reason, they got the bad guys dressed up as apes, and the lead bad guy is an ape. With a fucking blonde wig that looks like he's the Dutch boy. You know, the blonde <laughs> Dutch boy who would sell you paint. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing that thing. And uh, come to find out that the only reason they used apes as the bad guy was because Planet of the Apes was hot. <laughs> it definitely was back then. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was. So, so and then... Uh, Ah shit! Yeah, I mean that's 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 too, yeah. There, there's so much stuff that we're working on, but the big ones is uh, finalized to profane. That's in the film festival circuit. Serve an extended cut. That'll you know, the got documentary slaughter of the swine chum bucket. Uh, yeah, calamity of snakes. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. No, no not but, that one. Oh, you are in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> the the movie it, it was like you know big in the bootleg circuit back in the 90s and early 2000s and oh my god i mean we brought up animal cruelty right yeah this is the mother of all animal cruelty movies okay and they just slaughter snakes non-stop throughout the whole fucking movie oh jeez you know, flamethrowers, bulldozers, oh chainsaws, <laughs> you know, uh, chainsaws, swords. I mean, and people just, they're throwing real life snakes on all the actors. Oh my God. And it's, it's hilariously <laughs> fucked up, but it's entertaining. But you're like, what the fuck? And yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one I'm expecting people to flip out on. Because that, that sounds one, awesome. they, they, they're taking snakes and throwing them in pits of with mongooses and doing the ricky ticky tavy type of thing. But no, <laughs> it's terribly, it's terribly fucked up. I know we're going to get in trouble for it. And it's been a long time since I've been in trouble for anything. So, yeah, it won't <laughs> it won't be Peter's favorite movie. Oh, oh, no, no. I, I I saw people get upset at Vinegar Syndrome putting out Ebola Syndrome. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, they killed, like, a frog in there for at a restaurant because they were cooking it. And, oh, my God, like, a mouse got ran over. And I'm like, oh, you guys have no clue what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, is there any place online that uh, that people can go to keep up with uh, your projects? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unearthfilms.com. We got the Twitter, we got the Instagram, we got the Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash unearthfilms, you know, and uh, <laughs> we, we, we get a lot of horror fans that like the fucked up shit in there. Because, you know, uh, we, we promote everybody that does extreme movies, you know, any movie that's an ad, everybody's just adding unto it. So, so we let everybody else talk about everything screwed up. So, uh, so it's a really nice home for everybody. Uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Do and, you, uh, do, do, and you, do you can ever find get... me. Or I was just oh, going to say, oh, oh, I was going to say, <laughs> okay. And, and, and on, on, on Monday through Friday, you can see me at in the corner of seventh and Highland, uh, with the sign saying, give me money. I'm a broke filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. I was going to say, uh, have you gotten in trouble with any of the social media just because of like the movies you deal with? Do, do they ever give you any flack or like delete any of your posts? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we, I mean, we lost our, our YouTube channel. Damn. Uh, and that was, that was my fault because I put a rough cut of slaughter of the swine on there <laughs> for two hours. You couldn't watch it. It was a private link. And it was private and secret, but it was in their servers. And whoever I had watch it, watched it. It was like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, I know, I know. And then I deleted it. And then like 24 hours, I get a message from YouTube. Oh, hey, we found some nudity on one of your videos. Don't worry, we deleted it. You're not in trouble. Then an hour later... Oh, hey, we found some more, you know, some ultra-violent stuff. But don't worry, we just deleted it. And then it's like, you're deleted and banned from YouTube and Google forever. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And that's because if you upload it, even if it's a private link, their software goes through every video that's put on there and tries to find, you know, fucked up shit. And... I guess, I mean, in Slaughter of the Swine, we're sewing a girl's vagina up. We're doing, turn the guy's dick into a dick flower, if you can imagine what that <laughs> is. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we've gotten in trouble plenty. <laughs> I mean, we, we try to be very careful now because we don't want to lose our Facebook group. Our, you know, our, you know it's, it, it's, a, it's a dance, you know. And now everybody's just getting so upset about everything. To where it's just like, uh, I mean, I think you can't even have a boob on YouTube anymore. Uh, I don't think so. They're, they're, yeah, I, I had, they're, they're I had the red, I had, I had the red room trailer taken off last week on YouTube due to sexual content. There's no sexual content, but there are two chicks kissing really close up. You know, it's like really close up. It's you just see two lips and tongues going blah, 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 blah. yanked from YouTube. <laughs> no boobs, no nothing. So yeah, 
What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, Facebook, I mean, YouTube, uh, I, I've seen a lot of people get, get pulled for, like, way less than that. Like, they are, they, they are quick to pull videos. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you got to have, like, a, your Google account connected to YouTube now, you know, so they yeah. know who you are. <laughs> and then you got to, you know, I mean, we just made a new company, Google. So we got the new channel back up. I'm still like fighting for subscribers. You guys know how that is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's fucking hard these days because we're competing against everybody, everything, everybody, and everything. Every podcast, every fucking radio show, every movie, video game, soundtrack, concert, fucking fuck. And I just read about uh, uh, Kardashian saying that she'd eat poop if make her look younger. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it'd be inter. I would watch it. Okay, I would watch it. But, Two Kardashian you know, one it. it could be it could be distributed by Unearth Films. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just have it on loop, and then we'll put some nice fancy graphics. And we'll even do it in slow motion, maybe even reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get a full-length feature out of it, man. That's what we're going to do. Kanye just standing in the corner, salty as fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for being on with us today. It was a blast getting to talk to you about all these movies. And we're, and we're big fans of Unearthed Films. So uh, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you, man. Oh, no, no. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me on. You know, I wish the best for your podcast and uh, keep getting high. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>